This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Wrong Turn 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the mountainous, terrain-ridden, back-fired, backwater, backwoods, back-ordered, back-jacked, super-jacked and ripped and living, Michael Johnson. Justin Waddell, how's it going? Oh, man. Man, it is going, Nick. It's going everywhere. It's going going every which way. But loose. Little birthday boy coming up here. That's right. Little birthday on order on tap. You, you, you anything special? No. Give me a little preview. I'm gonna just watch like a bunch of mudslide videos on on old YouTube. Watch some mudslides, you know, Brazil, Portugal, Chile, TGI Fridays. Exactly. Watch a couple of hospital rooms, live cams at hospital rooms. Oh yeah, they do that now. Yeah, yeah. I might go down to the local market, uh, grab the melons as if they were breasts, and see if anybody's looking. I'll, like I'll get like super. I'll nuzzle with them like I'm Benny Hill, you know. <laughs> I miss Benny Hill. So talented. I, I just love, he was just so down, you know, for anything, you know, and uh, highbrow humor, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that- yeah. Smart as fuck, like super smart. <laughs> did you used to watch Benny Hill as a young lad? I did. It was on, I think, I think it was on the Superstation. I was, I, I hated it. I would watch it, but I hated it so much. I didn't hate it, but I didn't understand it. I just, I just remember people getting chased, and uh, I remember a lot of that. But I remember I hated his, I hated his face. His face was not for me. Yeah, you didn't like it, huh? Yeah, it was flat, and it was it hit a little upturned nose. Little the corrupter reference, Uncle Benny. <laughs> remember Uncle Benny? Remember what the guy said to Uncle Benny? What does he say? I don't know if you remember this. Uncle Benny get kills himself before the bad guy can do it. Yeah. Is that James Hong? I'm not sure. But but uh they say we kill you anyway, Uncle Benny, and they shoot him after he's dead. Oh. <laughs> Add insult to injury. How's it going out there for you? Like what do you what's going on, man? Like how how's it been? It's fine. I've been traveling too much. Damn tired of it. We took a week off, and I think it was obvious that us being away, people got really nervous. They got really sad. They went and lit us up online. Where are you guys? What's going on, man? I, oh, thanks so much for yeah. You provide a service. Are you ever? Do you ever think of that song by Ricky Nelson, "Traveling Man"? When you're out and about, yeah. You ever hum that song to yourself? Yeah. Well, Ricky Nelson, remember him? Dead. R.I.P. And his plane crash. He, he created Matthew. Did he ma- create Matthew and Gunner? 
I think he might have. Yeah. The uh, Nelson, right? They were just called Nelson. Right. Yeah. Those guys still doing it. We, we talk about bands that are still out there when even when they had such a small amount of success. Is, is, there, how, is Look, Nelson out there? Let's go look and see if the band Nelson is, is still raking it. They continue to go. Are you shitting me? They continue to make it shit. They haven't quit. Is there is there a song after the rain? Well, that was the name of the album. Can't live without your love and affection. The, the sons of Ricky Nelson. Yeah, Ricky uh, was quite a talent. Had a lot of songs that people know. Nelson, not so much. Uh, didn't inherit those songwriter jeans, I guess. Except they did wear acid wash jeans, I believe, in the video. Is I that did. correct? Yeah, I've got some fricky, some really bad news. Bad news. Uh, New York Times Magazine reported in June of 2019 that they are amongst the artists whose material was destroyed in the uh, Universal Fire in 2008. (laughs) Well, obviously, a a terrorist targeted this. How else do you defeat Nelson? Are you saying their masters were destroyed? Yeah. Maybe... God does exist, Nick. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't believe they're still doing it. Hang in there, guys. Um, you know, I are they on tour? Like, gonna? How was their COVID? I wonder. <laughs> That's what... The main thing I need to know is: first of all, I cannot believe they have a web address. Um, but did they cut the hair? That's the thing I need to know. Did, I mean, are they, are they shorn? Oh my Jeanette... God, they are shorn. Genetics probably cut it for them, I imagine. Well, they're fair haired. That always leads you down a path. Oh my god, they are. Still... Are you? Are you Wikipedia? Are you Googling current day Nelson? Uh huh. The band now. They have short hair. Um, they're clean cut. Yeah, they're clean cut. I wonder if they veered more toward their dad in the later days. They kind of went more uh, traditional, like you know, old school. Yeah music rather than stuck with the rock path so they probably go around play casinos i imagine that's probably their stomping ground and not the big ones probably state fairs maybe yeah Yeah, they're on cameo i imagine that they probably remade one of their dad's songs they have a a vip section on their website (laughs) nick we took a wrong turn yes we did by the way i wanted to interject by the way yeah, I'm recording this podcast in my pajama bottoms. Nice. Me recording in PJs. Have you ever done that? I've done conference calls, but I'm not. I don't. I don't. I need my pants tight for the recording of the podcast, just in case I get a little ahead of myself. I feel you on that, but I got loose. I got my pants loose here. I was I was upstairs earlier putting together a bunk bed. Yeah, I decided to before the podcast get into my comfy pajama bottoms. Now, when you're, did you finish building it? Of course not. I've only had two days. How could it be finished? It's a nightmare. Can, can I ask a huge favor? Mm-hmm. When you're done with it, yeah, get up on top with a slinky and do me a quick Clint Howard. Here's the thing. There's no way that bunk is holding my weight. There's no way. So you know that's for the that's for the little guy, um, my son, and then you know it's obviously for we're having company over. Our nephews maybe are going to stay in that bed. Those beds. Here's the thing. I can't. I mean, I break it. Can you up get, there. All right. Can you get a, uh, one of your 
guests to go up there with a slinky and Clint Howard, like maybe walk in with a newspaper. You don't have to ask twice. Okay. It's happening. <laughs> and now I'll, I'll refuse to speak to them for the rest of the trip if they don't know why I'm asking them to do it. That's right. You say they, you're a film fan? Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, are you talking about the drum ghoul? No. No, it's not lock up, relative. Get the fuck out. It's T, mm-hmm. it's T and C, man. Hang on, cash in this. Yeah. It's CH and T and C. And they're like, what are you talking about? I mean, the BLT, you know, I'm confusing them. Yeah. You know, we've done some pretty good uh, acronym movies. We did ET. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Now we're doing WT. That's right. Wrong turn, folks. It's our first movie in a while that doesn't feature a space bitch. Um, That's true. That's true. But guys, don't, don't let's not let the engine lead the horse. It's a movie microscope. It's a show in which we zoom in. We watch a film through mysterious water eyes and bacon back, and we swirl the treats until the magic comes through the woods. We step off, we power through a mucilide dish, and then we candy coat the smallest things on our body. Watch a film through a set of scrimshack eyes and share with the likes of you. So if we we're talking about City by the Sea, we're going to be talking about the scene where Robert De Niro realizes that his mole is a mole for the government and detaches it just in time before a tasty task force arrives and tries to fuck up. We talk about the little moments. There's a shitload of them in wrong turn. It's amazing that you uh, just name checked one of De Niro's, (laughs) one of his greatest films, (laughs) one of his most beloved. Yeah. City by the sea. Saw it in the theater. Saw it in the theater. (laughs) Tell me, Anything about it? Who else is in it? I gotta know. I, I I don't even remember it. I don't remember anybody else of note. All I remember is that the poster. I remember the poster. It's his head at, a, at an angle. Yeah. Uh, well, let me click off the Nelson website. <laughs> I'm just remembering now that I actually knew somebody. Wait a minute. That knew think, Nelson. Do you think this is the first time somebody's ever like when they're checking their stats mm-hmm. on their website, which won't take long? That somebody clicked away to the City by the Sea page, the IMDb. <laughs> Holy shit. It's got a cast. Let's hear it. I actually am kind of... Hold on. Let me... Let me. Let, I'm just going to try to pull this out and, and see if I'm right. Is... um Is... what What's the guy that you like from there? Something about Mary. Is he in that movie? Matt... Uh, Matt, Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon. Is he in no, there? That's, that's City of Ghosts. Jesus. Can I just... I'm going to drop some fucking hard, hard... Oh, my God. What a cast. We're doing this movie. <laughs> Nestor Serrano is in it. Oh, is he? Yeah. Prince from that the was Tick? And from Batman. Yeah. A government guy. You got John Doman from uh, The Wire. You got Anson Mount in this. Anson Mount in this? You got Patty Lapone, Evita herself. You got George Zunza in this. You have William... Forsyth in this. Oh my goodness. You have Eliza Dushku in this. Wow, she's she turned she turned up for this one, huh? You have to in probably what is one of his first roles, you have James Franco in this. You have Francis the Jowls McDormand in this. <laughs> and you got Bob De Niro. Directed by the one and only Michael Caton Jones. Oh my goodness, Michael Caton Jones in this. What yeah, else this, has he done? Did he start out with Scandal, right? Piping Hot. He did. He's what done did, a, t- a titload uh, of he, movies. Did he do Arlington Road? 
What did he do? He, he uh, had like a weird career that I he, don't remember. He had one of the best careers. I mean, he did Doc Hollywood. He did Memphis Bell. He did uh-huh. Rob Roy. He did The Jackal. He did City by the Sea. He did Basic Instinct 2. Is that really his CV? Is there well, any he, else? There's a couple others, but I, I focused on the important ones. What's his last one? He's done a movie. He did a movie called Our Ladies in uh, 2020. Did he? Featuring uh, the the big, the most famous person in it is Tallulah Grieve. <laughs> After she got cash, she certainly did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Michael Caton Jones got a hyphen in his name. He's still out there. Uh, brother to Catherine Zeta, I believe. <laughs> um, they never. I don't think they ever worked together. There's a some kind of family feud. Right. Um. But Michael Caton Jones, like that's I put put the Caton in. I'm interested. Michael Jones, eh, right. right? Not so much. Get Caton in anything. I'm right. there. Put it in your name. Let's see how it works. Michael Caton Nunziata. <laughs> that's not how I'm talking. I was thinking more along the line of like Justin Caton Waddell. That sounds uh, good. Yeah, guy yeah, sucks. <laughs> what if he's on Twitter? He's at Caton Jones. <laughs> Let's look. Michael Caton Jones. Let's, I'm going to look him up. He's Scottish. Is he? Yeah. Not to get confused with Scottish actor Michael Caton, apparently. Um, Michael Caton Jones is on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, he didn't seem to do social media. I wouldn't if I were him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Too don't, much. Don't, don't want to get pegged and hurled insults at every day. Stay off the, stay off the social media. Not a smart guy. Yeah. He probably tried. He dipped his toe in MySpace back in the day, and yeah. Well, not only that. I mean, you want to talk about the the, the most disappointed and disgruntled large chunk of our populace are the Michael Caton Jones trolls, all dressed up with nowhere to go. <laughs> I hope they. I hope they hire him for something big, like something Marvel. Yeah. He, I mean, he did Memphis Belle. That's not a bad movie. Starring Matthew Modine, who's in this movie. There we go. What movie is it? It's Wrong Turn, ladies and gentlemen. The 2021 remake or well, reimagining there you go. of the seminal Backwoods Creatures Hicks series. I know, but guess who's out? Guess who doesn't get to come back for this one? Henry Rollins. Those, yeah, or the very Backwoods Creatures you mentioned, Nick. They, they don't get to come back. The mutants. Right. This is mutant free, unfortunately. Yeah. Is it? Or unfortunately. unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. I will decide that. I, did you miss? I guess that's the first question. Did you miss those baddies? No, you know I, maybe it's because I live too close to them now. But I think that's uh, you know you're never going to top that home episode of the X Files. So why bother? So this is written by the same writer as the original one, right? Didn't write his name down. Can't zoom in that hard. He's like, you know, what if we replaced the mutant bad guys with something way more far fetched? <laughs> Alan B. McElroy, and the director is Mike P. Nelson. Everybody getting that in on that middle na- initial name game, yeah. huh? Michael P. Nelson. What do you think? What do you think? How, how do you think he handled the material? I think he did fine. You know, I get. I always get upset when somebody I've never heard of is 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 uh, touted in a trailer as visionary, right? But he did a good job. Did he get touted as a visionary in the Wrong Turn trailer? Yeah. Whoops. I think what they meant was uh, he can see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he must have done a movie that was well-received, like a small indie horror film that people really responded to. Yeah, And then it, you got it, this one. Yeah, with uh, with our buddy, with our good friend. 
Yeah, who? The, the Domestics. He did a movie called The Domestics. Did he? T- I don't know. Tyler Hoechlin, our boy Tyler Hoechlin, Superman, <laughs> and our girl, our buddy, Kate Boz. Kate Bosworth in, uh, was in this? Yeah. And yeah. Lance Reddick. Kate Bosworth. Think she any relation to Brian? Yeah. It's her dad? Yep. Kate, I got a little, I got a little, uh, I guess a little goss, a little juice about Kate Bosworth. Let's hear it. Married to one of the Polish brothers. Remember those guys? Ma- Mark and they were the filmmaking duo that did like a few films. Right. They did a lot of movies. Mark and Maynard Polish. I believe Not, it was. I don't think it's Maynard. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, she's, um, you know, she but got. Funny Falls, Idaho. Yeah, that was her first movie. Kind of hit the indie scene with a kind of a whimper and then proceeded to keep up with that whimper their entire <laughs> career for like three decades or something. Not easy to do. Uh-uh. I mean, name another film. They did like, did they uh, do the astronaut farmer or something? Of course they did. <laughs> That might have been their biggest film. But if you click on their names, they're still at it, Nick. Unfucking believable. And Bosworth, who's got some chops, shows up in their movies. That's how nice she is. They fucked. Yeah. <laughs> they fucked. They um, hit that weird, that weird, like sweet spot of no one ever sees their movies and then the critics don't care about them. You know, it's like one of those <laughs> that real sweet Henry spot. Jaglom in this. Like they release a movie and then you find out about it by mistake 15 years later, you know? Yeah, like you're, you're doing a search for a kielbasa. Oh, the astronaut farmer. <laughs> um, their latest. One of them wasn't. One of them was an actor. They both, yeah, they both do acting. But the they uh, their most recent film, um, they went they strayed far off the reservation. A movie called Wait for It, directed by Mark Polish, right? Written by Mark Polish and starring Logan Polish. Yeah. Who, who I would guess is the son of Kate Bosworth. Although I have oh. to admit, it's a girl. Oh, okay. There you go. Logan Polish or Polish. Is it Polish or Polish? I think it's Polish. What, what's the name of the movie? Uh, I told you already. Yeah. What was it called? Wait for it. Yeah. And, and no, it's, it's the other kid. It's the other brother's kid. So fuck this. She's married hey. to Michael. Mark Polish is the one that made this beast. Can I um, zoom in real hard on Wait For It? Yeah. No one did. <laughs> Wendy Polish. I want to see if Kate Bosworth's too young to have a kid that's that old. She ain't going to scurry her womb for this fucking business. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what she, first of all, I can't believe you. Of course you know who, who she's married to because you're fucking weird. <laughs> but, man, she she got a weird look. Um, yeah, she's got it. She's had it from him. Still with him. She uh, must have been loved because it couldn't have been anything else. Like, it couldn't have been, like, she hook, hooked her, her wagon. <laughs> that couldn't have been it. She's not you know, hitching her wagon to uh, to an up-and-coming director. I got to give I gotta give her credit. At the age 38, she decided she did not want to waste time and bring a being into this world. So good for her. What, do you, what does that mean? She uh, has no children that she's created. But she very much enjoys his uh, kid from a previous marriage, which is oh, good Good enough. She's like, good enough. Speaking of wrong turn, what did, what's your familiarity with the franchise? Because this is a franchise. They've made quite a bit, and this is supposed to kind of inject a little energy in the into the, into the booty of this franchise, you know, I, kind of reboot it. The first one was fine. Mm-hmm. The second one was rather good. 
You think so? I didn't watch anything after that. Yeah, because Henry Rollins was in it. It was directed by Joe Lynch, who is a, mm-hmm. he used to be a friend, a friend of the show, the old show, friend of the old site. Very good guy. I mean, let's be honest. Probably listens to the new show. No, because he would yeah. actually. I mean, he would probably actually comment. You know, which means I'm gonna reach he, out and say, uh, Joe Lynch, you, you in? You in? You in? You zooming in? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I I, I like the second one. I remember kind of liking the first one. I don't like movies like that too much, though. Kind of weird slasher movies, but they were fine. I didn't really want to see. I wasn't interested in this one. Even I even heard Modine, um, who they hired to inject a little class into the franchise here. You know how he gets. He gets really philosophical about his character in Wrong Turn. You know, of course he does. Very cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like. Uh, it reminds me. I was working with Kubrick. I noticed Mike P. Nelson. Is is sort of like Kubrick in that they both uh, have buttons on some of their clothes. <laughs> Bodine famously, and he and he released a, a book of a collection of photos he took during um, the shooting of Full Metal Jacket. Do you think he did the same thing? Do you think he was out and about on the wrong turn set, snapping away? Yeah, I'd like to see those photos. Yeah, I'd love to have a wrong turn twenty twenty one coffee table book. Yeah. Yeah, and here's uh, and here's a scene where um, I'm ill-equipped uh, to do anything. Here's the scene they wrote for me to, that injects no energy into the movie that made me sign on. So you know, Matthew, it's the movie starts off immediate. Modine, the movie kicks off. It's immediate. He's on screen, white-haired, you know, youthful-looking, but he's got that shocking white hair. And um, is he channeling Mick Garris? Again, he's pounding pavement. He's he's snapping flyers the palm of his hand. He's looking for his daughter. Yeah, she's, she's missing. I'd look for it too. Uh, his daughter, played by Charlotte Vega, she went missing with her boyfriend, played by Aiden Bradley. I wrote these names down, and they—that's uh, you know, Jen and Darius we're talking about. And this couple, along with four of their friends, have have been missing for six weeks. Not like her. Matthew Modine says to not check in with him every once in a while. And so right. he's, he's, um, you know, looking through the, wherever the hell this is set. Did you zoom in that hard? The woods. <laughs> set in the goddamn woods. <laughs> he's, he's traipsing about the outskirts of the woods, you know, talking to the local, you know, the locals trying to figure out, you know, passing pictures of his daughter around yeah seeing if if they if they've caught wind of her whereabouts or if they have maybe even just seen her and they have seen her they did see her a couple weeks ago they tell modine um you know quite ominously they say you know a lot of people around these parts that veer off the beaten path go missing in there to never be found again Um, nature eats everything it catches right down to the bone well they're they're on the appalachian trail right which means they're somewhere actually i think virginia is where they're at they're virginia Yeah, which is, a, you know, and whatever. so the ki- the townsfolk are like, you know, why why are you asking questions? Get, and he keeps like, you know, don't you have a kid? Like, if your kid went missing, you'd be doing the same thing. He's right, um, but he's hitting resistance. He does get a couple sympathetic uh, folks, especially this hotel manager that kind of helps him out. And then later on, <laughs> she hire she helps him hire a, a couple of um, immediately dead people to take him into the woods. <laughs> 
the thing I love is that somebody somebody's like uh, they're probably dead, so just you know, maybe you should go home. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty funny if he's like, you know, you're right. I'll see you guys. He wanted to probably. give up. He does. He is sacrificing his his young. He's newly married, newishly married. I guess he's his daughter. This one, this the missing Jen is from a previous marriage. His new wife sucks, and his new kids suck. Jen's the I mean, real deal. That's yeah. Well, I mean, I, she is the real deal because she looks like she looks like a mixture of uh, Brie Larson and little little Blake Lively in there. Spanish actress, a Spaniard, Charlotte, Charlotte Charlotte Vega. You like her? You thought she was pretty good in this? Yeah, she was. Well, I mean, she's very good in the movie. She does a good <laughs> job with her pretty. acting. You thought she was pretty, and and she says yeah, she's hot, <laughs> <laughs> but she's very good at acting. <laughs> Zoom in, Nick. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> she's good. At, she's good at her acting. Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, and I was a big fan of Vega in the Street Fighter series. It was I was sort of playing with with house money. What about a what about a little Suzanne Vega from back in the day? Remember her? She can go fuck herself. <laughs> so anyway, Modine's getting watched from the woods. Things are ominous and weird. Can I tell you that that song, Luca, really, really mm. set me off? Why? It's good. Because I don't, no. I don't, personally, I don't care what, what floor Luca lives on. And I don't care if I've seen Luca before. I don't like when Luca says, I guess I think you've seen me before. That is lazy songwriting, just trying to throw in one extra syllable or two extra syllables just to keep the song flowing. Hey, fair enough. You should you know, definitely tell her. Yeah, I remember Casey tried. Kasem on uh, on American Top Forty on the weekend gave us the backstory. It's about abuse. Mm-hmm. So I'm back on board. Yeah, I like it. It's a good song. Thirty years later, still being abused by one Nick <laughs> Nunziata. Here's the thing, though. Lemonheads did a cover of that song. Pretty good cover. Old Evan Dando in there. Oh, okay. I think you meant the candy. Like that would that would have mm-hmm. been more impressive. No. Evan uh, Lemonhead still at it? Oh yeah. I mean, they had a good COVID. They came back. They were, I think they were dubbed. I think I, I have to look this up. I think they were dubbed the candy of COVID. Am I wrong? I'm talking about the band. Oh, they came back too. They really did. No, Evan Dando kind of all, never left the lead singer. Um, yeah, they did come back. By the way, he's mm-hmm. the only member of the band and the, and there's a list of like 30 people past members. So that tells me when this the, guy's out of touch. When the band um, started out, they, they had, they, there was two singer songwriters in that band. One of them has since, I think, become a professor or a teacher somewhere. Lemonheads were good, good band. No, no. Uh, yep. On the on the Wikipedia page is a shot of him in his relatively current form, looking pretty bad for the wear, playing at what is obviously like a Renaissance festival or something. Oh yeah, man, he's a solo artist. He has some drug problems, but sang with Juliana Hatfield. Come on, look, this is all zooming in. You know, she guessed it on his record. He guessed it on hers. You know, he had some solo stuff worth listening to. Just go listen to Hate Your Friends. It's a shame about Ray. Any of that stuff. You, you would love it, you guys. Creator, just go listen to it. Go listen to the so- song Stove by Lemonheads. It's a good one. Oh, my God. This is like... You can, you can cut it all out. But I zoomed in. So here's the thing. They soon cut back six weeks. They cut to six weeks ago. And we're introduced how a mo- the movie like this would start if Matthew Modine hadn't said, "Hey, I'll be in your movie, but write some scenes for me. Put some, put me in some scenes. I need to be in this. I need to kick the movie off. I'm a movie star." And so 
if he hadn't been involved, they would have started, I imagine, how all these movies start, a road trip. And everybody's happy. They're in a cramped van. And they're going to the woods for no reason. No, they're going to the woods because they're they're all young, successful people. They're getting away. You know, they're woke. Right. You know, they're yeah, they're going to go hike the Appalachian Trail. Whatever. Who, you know, look, I don't believe it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not buying it. These people well, are it all for sale. Walk of life. They're all successful. They're not going to hike. They're going to, what do you, what do you, th- what do you think they'd do instead of this? You think they'd go to the trail, huh? All right. No, they, no, they wouldn't. They probably, you know what they would do? They would do a, um, a brewery tour. Probably they'd probably do a bark like a brewery crawl. Yeah, like rent a villa or something. I don't know what they do, but everybody in this group of there's a there's a gay couple there, and there's two. Uh, they're all couples, right? There's three couples here. They're all successful except our gal Charlotte Vega, the main character. She's kind of at a crossroads. You know, she doesn't really know what to do with her life. Um, and you know, her dad wants her to come back home to work for him, but she kind of is hesitant to give him the okay to that and so she's on this road trip to figure things out they're all very well educated you know they're they're not they're not your typical Mm-mm. horror movie uh fodder to some extent they're a little no, bit more sophisticated so they go to town <clears throat> they, they stop in this town to spend the night the small town before they you know uh, hike out and you know they get some warnings they go to a local pub local local bar and the townsfolk they don't like these city folk in there and what happens? There's a little bit of a, a scuffle, like a little bit of an argument with a, with one of the the locals. Little American werewolfish. That scene, maybe it is. Yeah, and the- um, but I like that moment. I actually like that where uh, he comes to the table and he does the "You ain't from around here" shit. Mm-hmm. And one of the the boy who who turns out to be kind of a smart ass and who is uh, a troublemaker throughout the rest of the film kind of gets gets him to come back and get a little things get a little heated and it gets diffused but then our girl decides to throw some fucking truth bombs on him I know, tells yeah, him she... that you know that these two guys own a couple of you know coffee bars this girl's a medical student or I'm a pretty much a badass <laughs> yeah so he this guy accuses them of being spoiled rich kids and you know she says that you know her boyfriend's a you know is a social worker a community activist at least and um the, the this other couple is this, this um they yeah like you said they own a brewery i guess they own a they own, yeah, they're, 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 they own a coffee, coffee shop or, yeah barista and then yeah one of the, the other woman's a doctor or at least pre-med right um yeah. or, or, or in medical school in medical school and, and so she lays out like their career and then she you know like their careers and then she says that the guy's got probably got jaundice right he should go to his doctor to check it out so it is kind of an interesting scene it's a twist on and this guy was involved in another twisty scene. This actor named I looked him up because I recognize him, Tim's, Tim Desarn or something. Mm-hmm. He was in Cabin in the Woods. Yep, he was that uh, Mordecai. Remember, he was at the gas station. Yeah, that they were talking uh, over speakerphone too. But the Very thing is, scene. I don't remember what Adam's profession is. It's some sort of thing too. Is he a lawyer or something? Maybe, uh, probably. Yeah, but there's a but scene anyway. Where- this. This guy has a belt buckle on that they they the camera focuses on. Did you see it? No. And it's a lot of words on this belt buckle, so it's pretty big. It says nobody ever raped a thirty eight. That's his belt buckle. No. And to be fair, it's not probably accurate. What the hell are you talking about? That's what his belt buckle says. Nobody ever raped a thirty eight. And it had a picture of a gun on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I get it. Yeah, I imagine people 
in this country at the very least probably have had sex with their guns you do not you don't agree i would hope i mean you gotta it's that's that's uh that's the best case scenario I mean, what else are they getting them for? I don't think you understand. Um, uh, to protect one's belongings, protect your house. Castle right. Doctrine, dog. Got to right. protect your shit, man. Yeah, and then once something's been around long enough that's protecting you, you start to maybe have these romantic feelings towards it, right? This is the person. Yeah. This is the thing that's protecting you, and then you 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 unwrap the groin and you just get to work, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I'll tell you what: if you seek the pleasures of steel, you need <laughs> you need a fucking AR fifteen. Yeah, is that is that true? The sweet tang of a f- fucking AR. Yeah, use it for hunting and punting, shunting. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to go to the gun store and they're like, "What are you going to be using this for?" And then you just have to get extremely detailed. I'm going to oil up and fuck. You have seen nine and a half weeks, right? Well, imagine instead of Kim Basinger, this gun I'm trying to buy. I mean, the hot loads can't just go out of the gun. <laughs> It's jam. My gun's jammed. Yeah. Why? I don't want to get into it. Yeah. What happened? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All my guns are jammed. So they're they're going to the Appalachian Trail, and things go well. I'd say once they once they spend the night, everybody's getting kind of romantic. They wake up. They're off. They well, got their uh, first of all. There's a, there's something here like the the Darius, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. makes a comment in bed about how he. He really wants, he really is seeking an existence where people are, are equal. Everybody works. Everybody pulls their own weight. There's no racism, no division, just a, just a, like a colony of well-oiled unity driven individuals. And that has, right. that has a bearing on later in the story. That's his pillow talk. That's when, right before things get hot and have. But here's where I, the movie loses me a little bit. The next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we didn't talk about the weird figure at the car either. So I'll bookmark that. What, what happens the next day? Well, the next day they get up early to go on their hike. And the two people that are are late are the two people that own a coffee shop. (laughs) And let me tell you something. (laughs) Took me out of the movie. (laughs) If anybody's going to be up and Adam, it's them. And that's their names, right? In this movie, up and Adam, right? <laughs> that's Luis. Um, that's Luis and Gary. And Gary, who doesn't make it? Who's the first to go here? Is it Luis or Gary? I can't remember. Oh, Gary is the first that uh, his trip is interrupted. And did they? What? We'll get to this because I, I might have, I was getting a snack during this. Did they check his pulse? I couldn't tell if that they were sure he was dead. Anyway, so uh, reminding to the night before, there's a figure uh, that is kind of lurking outside of their their car that they scare away they start throwing stuff at because he he does look creepy and they make the movie kind of makes a meal out of this character they show his like clothes a little bit in close up he's got these weird boots on weird leather and you're pants. kind of and you're kind of set up for this person to like this this character to be kind of a central figure a central wrong turn baddie um, and you think he's a mutant of, at this point you're like this guy this goddamn mutant because you also meet that girl in town that's right. The, you meet, and she's an ugly ass creature too. Well, that's Anthony Head's daughter from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Anthony Head played Giles. This is her his his daughter Daisy Head. Right, right. And she's got she's uh, not a looker. Um, and granted, they they make her look bad. They make her they give her like a fade done away. They give her a quick fade done away. Yeah, and um, she's selling uh, she's selling bracelets in town, and and she's got this little or something you know something that stuff that she made, and act, she's acting weird and. Uh, our hero buys something from her the morning before the hike, I think. And then 
um, there's Ruth, isn't it Ruthie? The yeah, little girl. Of course. She, of course. This shy little blonde girl is there and our hero Jen's trying to communicate with her and wave to her. And that little girl's pretty skittish and, you know, she's not having any, she's being cute in the background. Basically, She's not cute. Yeah. She's gross as well. Zoom in. And so uh, they hike, they go to the woods and then, you know, Darius does something that you should never do in a, in a wrong turn movie. He makes them take a wrong turn. <laughs> that's his first mistake and, then, he and, says, and he says let's take a wrong turn he wants to go visit uh a fort like a, a fort from like a you know a civil war era fort that's supposed to be out here and he, he's he's pointing to his map he's like look guys it's not that far away and everybody's like hell yes did you say civil war fort they get excited they're like this trip is fucking awesome yeah they're so they're they're doing like jumping for joy. They can't wait to see yeah a uh, off the beaten. Gary path. and Luis were like uh, as a gay couple, nothing cranks us more than going to an old Civil War fort. I'm glad we didn't go to the French Riviera. <laughs> uh, you know, sexuality aside, I can't imagine anybody except <laughs> Darius and this crew to be interested in this destination. Now they do this all the time in horror films. There's always somebody that's either misleading. Yeah, you know, the the crew is somewhere that they don't know they're going, uh, but they're always kind of off the the traveler's path, off the tourist route. And how does that work? How long does it last? Almost instantly. <laughs> so they've been warned about the woods, and for good reason, because they are arguing. Um, because Darius, of course, can't find the the fort, and then it's getting a little dark out, and they're worried that they're lost. And then someone tries to help them with some information uh, in the form of a a rolling log yeah a tree a huge trunk of a tree a fucking huge log comes rolling down the hill right and they all scatter yeah well some of them do and um one of them gets scattered well darius injures his hand pretty grossly he does he said man i really must have been the one that got the worst of this log and and look at my finger yeah my finger is bending in the wrong direction and then, then they, uh, they everybody's they're kind of doing a little per, little inventory, right? All right, mm-hmm. Jen, she's a little banged up. Oh, you know, Darius has got a twisted finger. Adam is upset. Mila or Mia yeah. is furious because Adam left her to dodge yeah. the, the trunk. Her boyfriend ran ahead of her. Yeah, yeah. Her. Luis, what's he gonna do? Yeah. To be fair, what's he gonna do? Yeah, yeah, nobody's prepared for a log. I mean, this is. I mean, unless you know you're playing Donkey Kong or Frogger. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? That's my question. Why didn't anybody just try to jump it? I would have tried to jump over it. I think they tried to outrun it. That's a, that's that's a you, you got to run to the side. They're kind of trying to run in front of it. Doesn't work out for one of them. Well, I mean, they have this this phenomenon now where people are like wipe out and American, yeah, yeah. yeah these stupid shows where the people are doing all these feats of jumping around and yeah, shit. Yeah, American Ninja Warrior. I know what you're saying. Gary Gary kind of is a contestant on that in this movie. Gary d- decides to to test can I stop this, you know, this rolling log with my face? Is it going to be possible? To his credit, it stopped. <laughs> it really did. Actually did stop on his face. He 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 ended up having kind of a superpower, right. able to stop the log. <laughs> yep. Um but then unfortunately Nick, guess what happens He's, to he Gary? He went to sleep. He logs off from life. Yeah. Bye-bye. And, uh, and he Luis, can't remember the password to get back on ever. Yeah. Luis uh, is distraught and very upset that his friend. Of course, his boyfriend. Yeah. His friend's teeth and face are squished away. His boyfriend. Maybe his fiance. I can't remember. I think they might be. Yeah. I think it might be his fiance. Well, they're business partners, too. Yeah. So 
he he's thinking about the mess of paperwork he's going to have when he gets home. Yeah, I know. But I got some good news for the pa- for the paperwork. <laughs> his death was his death ends up being pretty a pretty surprising one for me, and I think kind of unnecessary. So now let's be honest here. Things are weird because well, a, a log just completely flattened a friend. Yeah, and Darius is like, you know, guys, should we continue on to the fort? Is that is that a, a oh, is is that no no longer? We, no one wants to see the fort. We're heading we're heading out a little light, but no. So everybody's mad at him because their friend wouldn't be dead if it weren't for his stupid trip to the fort that no one cares about that they never then, found. But, but Adam defends him, saying basically like, yeah, obviously it, it's not his fault a fucking log showed up, you know. But they they also are like, there's other things that they kind of. Are weird to them, right? There's other thing that's been happening that makes them think that there's some strange shit going on out there, and they decide instead of leaving the woods, they're lost, and so they decide that they're going to camp. Which I would never do. I just, I just keep hiking in the dark. I'd be out of there if my friend's face was gone. What would you do? Would you, would you set up camp or would you? Well, would I mean, you at, just... at that point, mm-hmm. they thought it was an accident. How could it be an accident? Like, how's a rolling log coming out? At them, I don't understand how it could be an accident. Well, the funny thing is, of course, and they never, and they never, they never act as if people did it to them. And even it's later so in the movie, when they're when they're encountering the villains of the film, it's not brought up. The villains portray themselves as innocent, and it would have just taken a quick, you know, maybe you shouldn't have sent that log down the hill. Everything would have been fine. Yeah. So the, what comes to find out, these villains, uh, the movie, they they have booby trapped the woods. That's what's happening here. I think that they did almost run into a booby trap earlier and they saw some figures in the woods. All that kind of stuff's happening. But they decide to set up camp. Our main character wakes up to see a shadowy figure outside of the tent, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. The next day, one of them is missing and all their cell phones are gone. They don't like that. They they think that's bad. You think about it. That interrupts your your routine, you know, Mm -hmm. waking up, collecting your coins and all your various uh, apps. Checking, you know, checking the stocks, you know, looking at the freaking, you know, weather app is telling you to see if there's a bobcat, you know, lurking. It's a lot of neat things that your phone gives you in the woods. Right. And, and uh, they're a little upset that she didn't tell them that she thought she saw a character in the woods. But to her credit, I mean, it seemed as if it was a dream. Did you I did you watch any of the supplemental features? Oh, yeah. Did you see the audition for Gary's part? No. So they had like they went they said they, they went through at least a thousand actors trying to find the perfect person and they just line them up and they came into the room and this actor's like, well, I didn't get any sides. They're like, just squish your face. Next. I did see that. Just squish your face. Next. They actually used one of the auditions in the movie, in the final, not, not of that for, for him, mm-hmm. but there's a scene later on uh, during a court, like a, like a court proceeding uh, where um, shortly after they're near a tunnel and Anthony head's daughter asked uh, our leading lady to spread them. So she can inspect them. Oh yeah, it's part of the movie, is it? Yeah, that, that's that was the audition scene. By the way, as they're setting up the camp, as they're camp, they set up two tents. Darius is loving camping out. Like his friend just died. Yeah, and there are there. It's weird in the woods. Like it's a weird vibe. Like it's a horrible vibe. Life's changed. But Darius loves the camp. Yeah, he's thrilled. He's making some. You know, he can't wait to cook out, put up the tent. I mean, might as well enjoy the little things at yeah. this point, right? He pulls the marshmallows out, and 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 Gar- uh, Louis Louis is like, "Are you fucking serious?" But then they cut, and they're all singing a song. Louis is singing a song. They're all campfired out. Yeah, telling ghost stories about their friend that got smashed. 
Yeah. The bad guy's grabbing phones here like 30 days a night. Remember that? So that's no. the plan in 30 days a night. Oh, yeah. They, they, I, I remember nothing about that movie. The vamps grab the phones so that they can wreak havoc. They grabbed all the cell phones. That was kind of a bad idea, you know, bad plot point in that movie. Well, I, I, it tells me that these guys are gifted, Seems hard. gifted pickpockets, though. Actually, it was a Renfield, that, kind of that Renfield character that did that, not the vamps, I think. Yeah, pickpocket. I don't know. Those guys are deft coming into a tent. I mean, you got to zip and unzip a tent, and they stole phones and left. Nobody, nobody even caught them. What happens when they wake up the next morning from camping? Oops. Yeah, and, and Mia's missing too. But they pitched. Where do they set up camp? On oh, a cemetery. Yeah. Oops. Dang it. Then Adam, the the character that you liked in this movie, or like he's a jerk, but you thought the actor was good. He gets dragged into a hole. Well, the, the, I mean, not, that's not exactly. They're first. They're looking for Mia. They're all screaming for her, wondering what's going on. So the first one's flat. You know, Gary's flat. Now Mia's missing. So there's they spot these two girls in the woods, these two weird, feral women. What's her face? Rosie? Not Rosie. What's her name? Ruthie. Ruthie, Ruthie our dumb face. And then Anthony Head's swimmingly-faced creature. And then, yeah, then then our boy Adam gets caught in a trap and, and taken into, the, into a tunnel, guarded by a snake it's like a fucking the insult to injury it's like we're playing an atari 2600 game so yeah he gets dragged into a hole and then the then they encounter this weird like wolf creek like place where they go into this little cabin and there's all these like ids and backpacks from previously murdered travelers they always have these in horror films it's always a collection of all the victims personal items it's a staple you know, it's ha- it happens a small percentage of the time. You're right. It happens, happens a lot. It, it happens, happens a lot occasionally films. in films. I'd say 80 percent. I would say 11 percent. I mean, it, what about the Irishman that happened in there? Yeah. You remember the scene? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I remember the scene you know, where a log, a log comes rolling down after him, but I don't remember anything else. But that happens in at least a lot of films. Anyway, so they find Adam and he's being um, escorted like uh our heroes from Return of the Jedi. Exactly. And Ewoks. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting Ewok carried out out of the jungle, and you know, shame on them for thinking it's bad for him. <laughs> so they're carrying him out with a bag over his head, and they go to rescue him. They confront these um, these guys are wearing uh, weird headdresses, like these masks made of like deer faces and yeah, you know, animals, like, like on the poster for skins. the movie. Yeah. And then as they're arguing with these guys. Adam gets loose and he bludgeons one of them to death with a, I don't know what he has, some kind of baseball bat or some shit. It's a log. I can't remember. It's a log. It's, he, oh, he uses the log too, huh? Yeah. He irreversibles the shit out of the guy. Yeah. He really bashes this guy. They decide that's time. It's time to leave the woods. <laughs> but here's what sucks. This, here's what really sucks. This is my least favorite part of the movie. He kills the shit out of this guy. He does. Smashes the living woods out of him. The other dude, the other dude escapes, and uh, they're like freaking out. And there's this morality issue where, um, yeah, his our, friend, their friends are mad at Adam. They they're mad okay. at him for doing that. And, but he's saying, "But they killed Mia. They killed Mia." And then Mia shows up, and she says, uh-huh. "I." But I did go to pee. Ah, it's like how the. F- I mean, it's just the most contrived moment in this thing, and that's that's then, saying something. But then she says that she was hiding because of all the bad stuff that was happening. Yeah, that was kind of bad. But then this is this spells doom for our, you know our group of people who we already think are doomed because they, they in the woods. And so then there's a, there's a guy disguised as a tree. They of course get, there is. Uh, Lewis gets, um, uh, he gets pit, he gets kidnapped without them seeing it. And then they get cornered by the, these weird people and they all get kind of like 
taken away, except Mila, who does disappear for the rest of the film for good. Yeah. She falls in a hole. And and, and Adam abandons her for legit this time. So, yeah, she falls in a, a, a spiky hole and gets spikies through it's her. It's a deadfall. It's a deadfall. Yeah. Just and like in the movie Deadfall and The Edge, which we did on this show. Oh, yeah. And um, she asks um, her boyfriend to help her out of the hole as she's obviously dying. And he's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And he leaves. And then one of the bad guys bone arrows her to death. <laughs> as, as, act of mercy, I guess. That's what it looked like. But what's happening with these bad guys, Nick? We soon find out that these aren't the wrong-term mutants that we, we've come to expect. Right. They are a collective known as the, <laughs> the Foundation. Straight out of a video game. A collective of... Straight, a out of, of folks. straight out of a video game. Yeah, they always do like this kind of story where these guys have kind of cut off of civilization and then you kind of happen upon them. It's it's a it's a good video game setup. Eleven percent. Yeah, they have <laughs> they have their their archaic ways. Their and so this foundation they are cut off from society, a la M Night Shyamalan's um, the happening. What's that? The happen? No, no. What's the other one? What's the other one? Lady in the water. Like no. <laughs> The village oh, after earth oh but they have been um they have a, you know about 200 strong they live in you know this this little town in the woods you know and they the only thing that they do that's that's close to modern they have a shared hulu account everything else <laughs> is uh is you know backwoods let's see your joke but they don't have anything that's modern it's very it's very very rustic and they're speaking like this Norwegian weird thing. Sure. Yeah, Hulu's not even I don't I wouldn't put it. I mean, it's close, but it's not top 2. Yeah. So, I mean, at least they didn't go like Netflix. Yeah. Or Disney Plus or some stuff. Anyway, so I thought it was weird yeah. that they had a skate park. <laughs> <laughs> they do have quite a lot of people in there and as our heroes are getting dragged through this uh what probably is this fort they're looking for, I imagine. Um mm-hmm. You know, they got a blacksmith in there. You got these people doing, I don't know what they got. They got also, you know, making shoes, cobblers, you know, you know, skinning animals. And they're like, what the, what the? The thing I was looking for, the employee, uh-huh. uh, there was no deodorant maker. No, yeah, that's, a, that's a given. And that's the thing um, that was really worrying me is, is what this village would smell like. You know, these people, they're getting carried through this town. They get a group of uh, people huddled around a TV that was playing The Handmaid's Tale Season 2. And, like, it's just... Uh, yeah, and, and so when when they arrive at the village, they're like, what is your, what's your membership number? <laughs> That's how they, <laughs> so they, they continue their <laughs> subscription as they... Before they murder the infiltrators, they get their, uh, yeah, it's Hulu yeah, well, subscription. Um, uh, I don't, and actually, then, I don't have a Hulu subscription. The darkness. <laughs> you're, you're damned to darkness. They um, Nobody knows it's there except for the people in the village and the Airbnb people. Mm-hmm. They get put on trial. Uh, that's, a, that's an unfortunate thing that happens if you get pulled into a town that has no uh, links to the outside world and have made up their own rule system and moral code. They, then they start putting you on trial for stuff. It usually ends pretty poorly for you. Right. Um, and so what happens is they put Adam, poor Adam on trial for yeah. murdering one of their brethren. Right. And, he, you know, his lawyer sucks, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> he gets the worst punishment imaginable. You know, even though he's trying to make the case of, I didn't understand you guys throwing logs and stuff out. You got trapped the booby trapped the woods. We were scared. I didn't know who was bludgeoning to death. They that I, falls on deaf ears. I, I think he killed Standard. <laughs> I think the, I think the and, victim's name is Standard. Wasn't that what's his face's name? For yeah. Him? Oscar drive. Isaac and Drive, his name was Standard, but the, the, the guy's name is Standard. During this trial, we see the leader of this group played by Bill Sage, who you guys might recognize from like Happen Leonard, and he's yeah. been in a bunch of stuff. And I like how Happen Leonard is what you're going to mention as something people have seen. Well, what what else is he in? He's in a lot of indie stuff. Yeah, he's in some huge shit. He's a long hauler. He's been around for a while, looking like a young John Ratzenberger in this movie as soon as he shows up. Looking like a beautiful, perfect beard. Almost angelic angelic figure. Hey, look, he's um, got a little Angus McFadden going on. He's He's got a little... He, he's a little too manscaped to be leading this uh, dirty crew out in the woods. Like He looks like he's just rolling in from like you having like a tenure at like a college close to the woods. Like He, he does look professional. You know, yeah. And he looks, he, he looks like he cuts his nails for God's sake. He looks like if like Lee Pace and Armando Sante and Angus McFadden smashed into yeah. into one another. Well, he does end up smashing poor Adam's face. <laughs> they give him a sentence of death. He does. He uses the weapon that Adam used. He does a bash to the face in front of the crew, a la, like almost like a midsummer type thing. Oh, there's a lot of does, mid- Adam doesn't make it. There's a lot of midsummer in this portion of the film i think and then bill sage says we're the foundation you know that's what we that's who we are yeah that's how we we do tough rules we don't like outsiders we booby trap the woods you guys are done we're gonna now after your friend's dead we're taking you guys to this pit of darkness where we take a hot poker and blind you and throw you in that's what they do to poor Luis. they hot poker his eyes out yeah and then they're like next um and they get all poor poor uh poor darius ready for the for the poker what happens well our girl decides to make one last ditch effort she's tried this a couple of times in various stages she was unable to save adam her efforts were in vain and adam didn't do himself a favor when he took a child hostage that gets in the way of the court proceedings typically and then it was a good idea louise tries to to run ass and he is Mm. for his work he is given a knife in the back he doesn't enjoy it and so, but she she does save her boyfriend. She does save Darius from the same fate as Luis. She says the the kind of the the catchphrase that people remember from this movie. Let's hear it. I sixty nine. That's what she tells Bill Sage. She says I sixty nine. And she's like, "You're she's like you're sixty nine years old." She's like, "No, I sixty nine." She draws a picture. That is not like, the I, line I'm thinking of. I'm not familiar with that phrase. He says, "Remember when he says I'm not? I'm not familiar with that phrase." And she and he's like, "I don't understand what you're drawing." And so she's like, "All right." She makes Darius draw because he's kind of the better artist. Remember yeah. what happens? She she says that okay, look, Darius is a is a city planner. He can help you with the infrastructure. He can help you in case there's some, mm-hmm. you know, some issues regarding the temperature. He's got some. He's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. He's valuable to the village. And, and she, then Jose says, "What do you do?" And she says, "I 69." And she's he's like, like, "Is that a hot, is that an interstate close to here?" She's like, "No, let me let me draw you a picture." She's like, "I got hot holes. I got hot holes. 
Um, she I, says she implies that she uh, can um, bear babies. Basically, she can she can spit out a son or a daughter soon. She's like basically. my body processes sperm. I mean, let's be honest. My body is a sperm processing machine. I'm going to take what you give. I'm going to turn it into a child eventually. Hmm. And then I'm going to make room for it to come out. And then you're going to be thrilled because it's going to look more like me and less like you. And Bill Sage is like, I think we have a place, a perfect place to put you um, in my bed. He's yeah. thrilled. He's like, this is this has turned out pretty good for me. I'm going to have uh, sex with a new one. Like, not that that would like that could probably happen. To, like, he seems like they're probably doing a lot of like, what are, what are they? Community stuff there. Communes type stuff where everybody's sleeping with each other. I imagine a lot of VD rolling through that place. I don't think she's so, 69. <laughs> and then my, my, the, which is funny because Modine in the town, they cut to him and he's like, have you seen my daughter? And they're like, who? And she, he says, she's 69. <laughs> you may. And then he says, uh, but if Gary and standard want to hook up, they'd 11. Cause they're headless. <laughs> they're flat as fuck. Is his name really standard? You like, how'd you look it up? Or you just made a, you just made a joke. No, he's there. It's his name standard. It's on the IMDb. Darius is like, this is a good idea. I, I was, I was going to probably ask this girl to marry me. And he's like, you do. That's what he says to her. And Darius is like, and she's like, shut up. You know, anyway, Matt cut to Matthew Modine, who is in Maddie mode mode. <laughs> What? <laughs> he is hot on the. He's like, you know what? I need to get to them woods that they're talking about. I'm finally hot on the trail. Get me to the woods for God's sake. He, this 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 hotel owner says, look, I can hook you up with some people I know, and they can take you into these uh, the wooded areas. And so he, she takes him over to this this father and son. And the father's like, look, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near that shit because I I got a scar from it when I went there. And he, Modine's like, I'll pay you. And then they're like, all right, well, we'll go. Matthew Modine never has to write that check. <laughs> but the great thing is, is the lady, um, he's talking, he's at the, he's at a, a bar talking to this lady. And, and, and she's got a weird, weird explanation as to why uh, these, this has been allowed to happen for so long. Uh, the reason is, is because it, they make it look as if they left the village. Or left the woods. Like th- there's a cover up. But I'm like, well, you know what? If a loved one dies, if a loved one's gone mm-hmm. gone missing, it doesn't matter. They're going to come back. Like I don't understand how how that's how weakly the cover up is executed in terms of that whole thing. I don't I don't buy it. I don't like I it. I don't know why they just if they know if the town kind of knows what's happening, they should just tell tell the army have them go in there and clean this up. You know, these guys suck. <laughs> Foundation sucks, man. Yeah. So anyway, they got traps all around. And the father is like, you know, he's taking Modine. He's making fun of Modine's like Columbia wear jacket, whatever he's wearing, you know, like some he's wearing like a yellow coat. And he's like, you're going to make yourself a target. He starts pointing out traps that they have to step over. And then his son falls in a trap. Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. And then he goes to help his son who's in a trap. Goes, Dad, help. And then and what happens? Well, uh, yeah, there the camera shows us above them is a gigantic piece of lumber just waiting to fall on them with spikes. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. The, the dad, he trips. Uh, he all the wires he's been pointing out. He he didn't see one. Yeah. And he's trying to he's trying to pull Cooper up, and he his 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 the sole of his boot or whatever catches this thing. Trap starts to fall. Modine <laughs> sees it, rolls away, and then the dad gets forever connected to the son. Yeah. A la spikes, and and then Modine turns around. Is the best. 
he looks at the situation of this object, this horrible object that has crushed this man. And, and his he goes, son. What? He goes, yeah, yeah. This, well, the son's like nowhere to be found. The son's in this hole. And he says, he says, he goes, what? Like he says it like that, which is great. <laughs> um, then he says, Cooper, <laughs> Cooper ain't answering. Yeah. Cooper's busy. So this, these people that have been, that they kind of took him on the tour of the woods. They're dead. The Modine soon happens upon this fortress. Well, the funny thing is, so you're, you're, you're kind of thinking Matthew Modine's going to be some, well, like Liam Neeson and taken where he, you right. know, he's been kind of playing coy. He gets his ass kicked on the streets in town but you think this guy's he he knows what he's doing. Like he's gonna show up and he's gonna take the fight to these guys and he's gonna whip their ass. He's a right. badass. Surprisingly, Modine's throwing it around. He's gotta rescue his daughter from you know being raped basically by Bill Sage, right? So he's gotta like this is this is time to save the day. Modine in Maddie Mode mode. He's going in. Yeah. He's and, gonna he's pretty you know, you expect to see him with a dagger betwixt his teeth, you know? Right, like a pirate. Put mud on his cheeks. Right, he's going. He's gonna. He's gonna animal mode. Right, he's gonna out animal these people. He's back. He's on a vision quest. He's gonna fuck it. But instead, he fails. He fails miserably instantly, and instantly gets captured. Yeah, and then we find out that it's been six weeks. You said. Yeah, I think so. And he he actually gets shot by an arrow, and it's his daughter. Yeah, his daughter's fucking Katniss all of a sudden, and he's like, "What is happening to me?" Jen and they they put and she's like I don't know me and Darius you know we're 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 staying here and you know she puts lets Bill Sage put his arm around her and all that stuff and Daddy soon is in a cage you know what they do to him tell me in a box they pile rocks on top of that box he's in yeah they pile all these rocks yep they wait they wait the top down he can't get out and so they're gonna kill him that's that's what Bill said I think he's like we're gonna kill your daddy he shouldn't have come here. And then Modine says from the cage, you hear this in the background, I-69. <laughs> it's like being in the room with Modine. And Darius has grown a magnificent beard in this time. Uh, yeah, so it's been six weeks, but he he looks, yeah, he looks, he's a warrior now. He's got his own mask. They gave him a deer mask or whatever. He's fully assimilated. Both of them have, apparently, but uh-oh. Katniss. Yeah, Katniss to the rescue. She springs Modine, takes a couple rocks off the top, and uh, he gets out. And she's like, "Come on, Dad, we gotta get out of here before they catch on." And so, who? Something. Somebody helps them. Darius kind of catches up with them, but she's like, "I can't go with you. I love it here. This is exactly what I needed." He won't go. He's not going to tell on them, but he won't go because he just is having the time of his life with the rest of the foundation. Um, he found his <laughs> calling, and uh, fuck him. And so they. <laughs> You know, Jen tries to get her dad out of there and things kind of go wrong. Things go wrong. But, you know, the movie kind of decides to cut some corners because they're they're cramming a lot into this, actually. You know, as difficult as it was for them to sort of get to the foundation as a group of teenagers or college kids, Modine gets to them pretty quick. They get out pretty quick. And then the confrontation happens pretty quick in terms of they're cornered in the rocks. Things are looking dire. All of a sudden, who shows up to save the day? Uh, uh, Ruthie? No, no, no. The town people. Oh, God, yeah. No, Ruthie kind of helps them. All this stuff is happening. There's a fight that kind of breaks out, right? So various, like, highlighted foundation members are getting killed. Like, like the guy we mentioned earlier that's supposed to have a villainous role, right? He sucks. He, the guy that was standing outside the car, he's got slick back hair. He's a creep. He tries, she, he tries to rape the daylights out of her. And Jen just, she, 
just stabs him like a thousand times, right? right. And um, he gets SARS guarded. Modine blows away Daisy head. Yeah, he blows, <laughs> shoots her. You know, all these kind of highlighted. And then they get Ruthie, right? Don't they? Don't they kind of rescue Ruthie out of there too? No, no, they don't. They don't. It's been a week because that's at the remember during the end credits. So yeah, there's all this dumb shit, and then yeah, the 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 jaundiced guy, the guy that was giving them hell at the beginning, he comes to the rescue. He brings his crew. Yeah, they're all loaded with assault weapons that they've obviously fucked, and then um, he's like, you know what? You were right about my eye, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna risk everybody's life. Yeah, he's he's like, you're right. I did have jaundice. uh, The doc. Said thanks for coming in. And now I got to rescue you. And so then you know, a couple of his crew get killed, but they he takes uh, Jen and Modine out of there in his truck. I didn't know you could just roll up to the fort in a in a, in a truck. It's supposed to be this well hidden area in the woods, heavily booby trapped. But that you could there's a road going up there. Yeah, it says foundation this way. Uh, bring bring a hot daughter. And like he's like Modine's like, how'd you find this place? And the guy's like, I wazed it. It's nice because other people that have been up there in, a, in cars have they highlighted where the traps were. Anyway, so they get out of there. They and then it cut and to the movie's over. ending. Oh, it's not over. Actually, it has a pretty good ending, I'd say. Yeah, you know, she's back, Modine, with Modine, and she's working for her dad. She's pregnant with, um, you know, Bill Sage's baby, I guess. And then all of a sudden, Bill Sage shows up, all looking dapper, showing up in civilization. And, uh, the foundation is showing up in civilization. He always he always is looked dapper. You know, he didn't even have to clean up that much. And he's he said you have to come with me or I'll kill I'll kill your stepmom and her brothers. There's like a there's a scene where she imagined this is that happening, but it doesn't happen. And so she leaves with him, gets into a trailer with him and a camper, I guess, and then they start leaving. And that's the credits start to roll. Mm-hmm. And what happens? She kills everybody and leaves. Yeah, the the camper crashes and she she stabs everybody that try to flee the camper and she grabs Ruthie's hand and that's the end. Yeah. It's almost good. It's almost good this movie. It's almost pretty damn good. I'll, I will say I'll take it. One, I'll take it. It's, yeah, it's it's all right. One thing that stuck out to me I thought that was very strange in this movie is Luis has been blinded and he's in this dark hole with the rest of these outcasts that have had their eyes taken out and they're eating raw meat, they're eating rats in there. And uh Jen when they're they're she's leaving with Modine, she comes across her friend her old friend. And instead of taking his hand and leading him into safety, she just blows him away. Yeah. She just shoots him. He hears the gun click and he says, wait, I just can't see. I'm fine. Otherwise I'm fine. And she blows him away. I don't understand that choice. Does she think she can't leave with him because he's blind? He'll slow her down. Maybe I I just, or maybe, maybe um, she sees that he has set up, he's created a little coffee shop down there Mm -hmm. and it's beneath his standards. rat flavored coffee um you're right the bad guy does say i can smell your juices to her that that weird creepy guy yeah and she says i did have some high c earlier so i i know what you're talking about yeah i get the reference so but yeah so he does get so he does get stabbed to death anyway yeah it was all right i liked it i mean the thing is horror movies are are interesting lot these days you know Mm -hmm. We, we have the purge the forever purge in theaters and people care, you know, right. we have that. And then this, which is, it's familiar and it's a few movies shoved into one. It's very well made. It looks good. The actors were good. People get destroyed. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I, did I mention what good, how good of an actress Ms. Vega is? Yeah. You really liked her. I thought she was a good lead for sure. Yeah. And Modine, you know, he's no slouch. His, I don't know why he signed up for this. Like it's, I guess they paid him, but, 
his character is like you said, he's no hero moments in this. Uh, I, I I disagree. He he sort of wins. If you think about it, he accomplishes his mission. If he doesn't go into the woods, she never gets out. So he did his true. He got her out. Sort of got her out. She kind of gets him out because he gets captured immediately, and then they get rescued by the jaundice guy. I don't really think Mad Matthew. She I guess she gets some look, incentive to leave. Look, he he started a chain of events, man. It's like a butterfly flapping its wings, you know. <laughs> Speaking of butterfly effect, when's the last time you partook? Not recently. Yeah. Yeah. Sound of Thunder, though. That's, mm. that's an Ashton. That's a rare Ashton Kutcher film. He didn't make too many. Thank God. He's kind of one of those guys that's pretty picky about the movies he shows up in. And then you when know, he's in he only, them, they're dog fuck. Yeah, they only, he only makes failures, but he does get pretty choosy about it. He's them. like, uh, Costner's on a roll. Let me fuck him up with the Guardian. You know, I I hear that Sorkin and and uh, and some real, like Danny Boyle are making a Steve Jobs film. Let me hop on in. Oh, wait, there's, an, there's a yeah. film about friends who are also sexual partners going on with Timberlake. Let me get in on some. Well, he did star in that with Natalie Portman in that one, right? Yeah, and the other one was Kunis and Timber. Yeah, and then Kunis and um, Kutcher got together. And now they're married. Ugh, Some I children. Hate, I, he is so bad. You don't like him, huh? He's awful. He's so I like Kunis, though. Yeah, she's fine. It's not a lot to anyway, like. It's not a lot to like her from. Let's do the work. Look, you think it's a trap? Giant cave falls down the, the hill at you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Jigsaw would be delighted by these woods, would he not? Yeah. And he would be thrilled. Damn cave rolls onto you and, and you're you're immersed in a, a fabulous tattoo parlor. Handcrafted tools are whirring. People are just thrilled to be around. There's smells like a dick's armpit. What kind of tat would you get from uh, Wrong Turn 2021? That's such a good question. So I get like one of those biker tattoos, you know? Yeah. Like that font. You know, and it's you know, like like mine would say "born to" in big letters, like "born to," and then in small letters say "get caught in a trap and die weird in the woods." Where would you put it? On my, my arm. Like, you know, just like. Uh, I would just get like a, I think this would be appropriate. Just get a necklace of like a, like a, you know, one of those necklace tats. So it's not real. Like, it's kind of like Wahlberg had in The Corrupter. I'll mention it again. Where he had like a tattooed necklace and dog tats. Instead of the necklace, I just have the heads of all the, our heroes, our friends, Lewis, Gary, Mila, Adam, that died. Right. From the movie. And just in that loop, right above the loop, so I'd have their heads hang off the chain above the loop. I'd say uh, "R.I.P. to four real ones." <laughs> to four real ones. <laughs> All right. R.I.P. to four real ones. By the way, I made a, a lot of jokes about her saying "I sixty nine. Why not? Is ninety six? Did anybody try to get that going? It's the same thing, right? Did anybody ever say that? Like, try to switch it up. No, I mean I don't know. It's a good it's a really good call. Yeah. A ninety six. Yeah. Actually I'm thinking about it now that, that wouldn't work actually. <laughs> it's two it's two people with their backs to each other. 
<laughs> Oops. My zoom in, I fucked up. I thought you would just figure something out. Super huge. <laughs> I did too. I thought I had nailed it, but I absolutely. Actually, 96 is what happens after they're done 69ing. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, my love. Empty that mouth. Um, so the movie's, the movie's ended. Right. After the credits, there's a little treat, a little stinger at the end. What's waiting at the end of a wrong turn? Because, you know, there's already a mid-credits sting. What happens that there is. At, the, at, the, at the very end? So so Nate Rhodes, the Tim Dizarn character, who does not have insurance, gets his ophthalmologist bill and loses his bitch. He loses his mind. He's like, holy shit, I did not realize that getting my eyes checked was going to cost this. He's like, you see him loading up that gun and heading over to Jen's house because he's fucking oh furious. He's furious. Yeah. He didn't realize it was going to cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You know, even though he went and rescued her because his eyes were cleaned, he got he got the bill. He's like, fuck this. I wish I, I, wish I still had the jaundice. Maybe he, maybe he shows up right after Venable. That's what you didn't say. We didn't say it, but it's Bill Sage's character's right. name. His name's Venable, right? Yeah. Which is like the last name of one of the actors in the movie. I noticed. What would might be my deleted scene, Nick? I'd have the same. I'd have that same character. You know, my deleted scene would be the same actor you just talked about, Tim. Does that whatever his yeah. name is? I see him at like a. He's at a country and western store, and he's like, "I'd like to return this." And they're like, "What do you what? What do you need to return?" He's like, "This belt buckle." <laughs> Nobody ever raped a thirty-eight. And they're like, uh, "Why?" He's like, "I just found out it's not true. <laughs> found out." It's, it's not true. But here's the thing. Maybe he returns it because he's like, I'm not that guy anymore. Look, this isn't who I am right. um, anymore, you know? And so then it's why maybe that he returns it because he's got like a turn heart. He just gets a belt buckle with like a, I don't know, what like a, a shooting star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they don't honor the transaction. And then the credit comes up and says, wrong return. <laughs> A shooting star belt buckle. Yeah, it's like the NBC shooting star. You know, yeah. the more you know, right? But he would mm-hmm. his belt buckle says, "I have jaundice." <laughs> <laughs> You've been given a load of cash to, uh, yeah, do your own sequel to Wrong Turn, two thousand twenty-one. Oh man, pinch me. Yeah, escrow clears. You're ready to go. I got a cute. I got a cute idea. Okay. Sort of like a stranger in a strange land kind of thing. One of them little self-piloting Google cars is riding up the old street. Accidentally turns into the woods as it's laying down the pipeline for the future. You know, it's taking photos of everything, a street view. Little cute old self, self-driven self Google car starts getting traps sprung near it. Scared shitless little cuties cowering in the, you know, in the forest. Dry, mm-hmm. parks, park Accidentally parks on a cemetery, shivering. You know, it's raining onto it. It's little little headlights are blinking. And then the foundation finds it. And it is forced to go work in the foundation. The cute little guy. They got their first fucking helper droid. And it's a Google car. But. They turn they turn the they turn the Google car into one of them? Yeah, it becomes part of the, a working part of the colony. It actually is like a wheelbarrow. It's very cute. That's and then uh, the foundation is very disturbed when they realize this thing has been broadcasting to home base everything. So the the, the jig is up. A bunch of bespectacled hipsters show up and show them what for. Reclaim their car, 
animal rights activists lose their shit about the fucking all the animal skins. It's it's fantastic. Fortunately, the car has become ingratiated into the cult. Does not want to go back. Gives its life to protect Venable. Pretty sad. That is pretty sad. I like it though. And guess what? This guess as the as it as its life essence fades, you see that freaking odometer. Yeah, sixty nine. <laughs> Here's my sequel idea. Uh-huh. It's going to center around a character named Grace Caton. You know, a little wink mm-hmm. earlier in the show. And Grace is a travel agent. She helps people obviously plan trips to the woods. Mm-hmm. Got perfect, perfect review score on Yelp or had right. Mm-hmm. Like her Yelp reviews were off the charts. She prided herself, right? She's staring at a one-star Yelp review from Jen um, and saying, uh, I can't give this, 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 my experience a good review. My friends are dead. Um, my boyfriend left me for the foundation. And now I'm pregnant with a baby I don't want from the foundation's leader, Venable. And uh, she, the, she's like staring at a one-like thumbs up from a, Somebody logged in as Venable sixty nine. <laughs> so she's like, so anyway, she she decides to go. Well, that she doesn't stand for that. She's gonna go off the woods and fit, track down this person from the foundation that left her that one star review. That's how it kicks off. That's the sequel. Nice. All right, you have been given some financing to create your own business related to Wrong Turn twenty twenty one. Painstakingly, we have rebuilt the foundation's HQ in Oculus Rift. And uh, so poor Luis had an Oculus Rift a little earlier in the film. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so did so did our townsperson, but luckily the jaundice went away. Yeah, yeah it did. You go to this mall. Sure enough, there's a kiosk there. You hop on in and you put them riff on. Is that the right terminology? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you put you, riffed, you, put, yeah. you put those riffs on, and you um and you are like you're walking around the village. Look to your left, there's a guy uh, making a bowl out of a gourd, for God's sakes. Over here, a lady is seamstressing a, a disgusting dress for herself. Everybody's right. every, everybody's colony. Everybody's doing their Over part. here, there's a group of people watching Lego Masters Season 2 on Hulu. Right. <laughs> you can sit up with yeah, them. Yeah. Sit right next to them. You can, you can, it feels like you're there watching Hulu. Right. Incredible. Then a guy's yeah. manscaping. He's got the lawnmower three. He's like, you know, cleaning the old tower. Over here, there's a guy, he's like, he's befriended a pony mm-hmm. and it's giving it oats and whatnot, you know, putting those into its mouth. And then there's a guy, he's putting a trap. You know, that's one thing we don't see is we don't see them putting the mechanics together for these traps. But over there, somebody's building a trap. And you are the, you are just giddy about this, you know, to be able to interact uh, with all of this stuff. And it's very authentic. You feel like you're there. And then uh, an odorless gas is emitted inside the uh, kiosk while you're doing this. And you are sent mm-hmm. into the sleeping zone. And uh, you wake right. up. We've evacuated the mall. There is no one there. So you walk out of the kiosk. The mall is empty. The lights are out. And you're displaced. You understand. You don't You know what's going on. Uh, and you wander around. Doors are locked. Nobody's there. And then uh, you're shitting yourself. You're like, did I lose time? Was it, Was Was I drugged? What's going on? And then all the lights come on and we say, surprise. It turns out no time has passed. Everything's fine. You leave. I started acting camp for some of the things I thought they didn't, they kind of did inelegantly in this movie. Okay. And I would, so my camp would be based on lessons learned from wrong turn 2021. My teachers would teach you to how to look, you know, how to, how to look when you're running from a log, for example, Mm -hmm. right? How to say 
fuck that on the side of the mountain and sound like you mean it. I don't know that maybe that's just those two things. <laughs> just those two skills. How to say fuck you on the side of a mountain. Fuck that. Oh, fuck, fuck that, that on the side yeah. of the mountain. Can, can we add one? I mean, I'm open to, can, to saying, any ideas. Uh, saying what when somebody is surprisingly killed? I said lessons learned from wrong turn too. Oh, okay. I said moments that were inelegant. Okay. That's a beautiful moment in this film. <laughs> okay, sorry. You know, how to look like you grew a full beard in six weeks. I here's here's the big thing that, that maybe graduation would be how to look excited when you're pitching your friends that you're taking to a civil war fort. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Do you think bad. for those those six weeks, what's the over and under and how many times Venable didn't show up for work? I'd probably get Dale Dye on this. Um, I can imagine him in his twilight years. Like, you know, maybe he's got a little bit less spark, a little less thunder in those cheeks, you know, out there just kind of phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd take a gig like this, right? What's he teaching? You know, take, a, take a bunch of kids to wrong turn camp. Um, that's what I'm talking about. That's what he's teaching this stuff. Okay. Cause I thought mm-hmm. I, I had just mentioned that Will Venable is constantly screwing. And then you introduced Dale Dye to this, and I'm just like, I'm just a little confused. I'm a little confused by you. I didn't know that's what you meant that he was taking. I didn't. I didn't. My mind didn't go to there. Yeah. I, so he's. I bet he's. He is. Six weeks. He is not showing up for his daily chores. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I think Bill Sage could have lo- had some lessons on how to look like he actually been in the woods. He <laughs> <laughs> looks perfect. Yeah. You know, I thought it was okay. cool that when when she's uh, when she's in she, the first time they put they put her in in his cabin um, when she, when you don't realize the big reveal that it's Venable is you hear the sound of his fourteen four modem logging in like that's the first sound she has that was kind of cool. Let me see if I could do an impersonation of that sound. <laughs> Look, you're in the movie. A lot of shit's going on, and now you find yourself, you're in this thing. How do you fit in? What character do I get to play in this movie? So I'm I'm a trap critic. <laughs> yeah. I walk around the forest just checking out the handiwork, you know. I've got a blog where I sort of, you know, tongue-in-cheek review the traps, you know. But we haven't <laughs> discovered the internet, so it's just it's just a log. It's not a blog. Oh, wait a minute. So you're from the foundation doing this? Yeah. And I'm 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 throwing sick burns at these guys, but it's on a log because I don't have the internet. So what I'll do is I'll just like I'll I'll burn the words into the log with my little cooking my little burning device, and then I'll leave the log in front of their hut in front of the living quarters, and I'll and I'll just kind of wait. And then when they come out and they and they either look at it or they move it, I consider that an impression, you know. So it's like all right, I got a hit, I got a hit on my blog or my log, and uh, I'll be like fucking, God, I got another one over on this shitty trap maker you know and i'm big into seo the metrics and whatnot because i'm really I, I take a lot of pride in my work and then of course I, we don't have the internet we don't even know what computers are so it's right so it just means someone eats owls you know <laughs> i'm one of the wrong term mutants from the earlier films <laughs> i'm walking around that woods like got my, i got all hang dog i'm lost out there no one has use for me the foundation don't want me I'm kind of flicking through the, you know, the old, the old hits. I'm in that cabin looking fondly at the, you know, lost and found of the killed Taurus. You know, it's kind of going through their stuff, rifling through their stuff. I'm just out in the woods kicking dirt. 
You know, I can't even like I see like uh, one of the you know whenever Milla's out there hiding right from everybody, I see her. I can't even. I just kind of shrugged at myself. I'm like I just don't have that spark anymore. Right. Right. I'm a sad cat out in that woods. Mm-hmm. Out in them woods, feeling sorry for myself out there. So I decided to try to look, make myself look beautiful. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not. It's my character. He's just sat in the woods. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I he could give himself a makeover. I guess. I like it. I go into town, I, you know, I gussy myself up. I'm still looking pretty ragged, but I do try to apply to a job. And, um, the, you know, this guy sits down and he, at the table, you know, he did to interview me and he's looking at my resume that I've scrawled on like a big leaf. And he's like, kind of, he's like, so, you know, what's your name? You didn't put that on your resume. And I say, I'm, well, I'm corpse steamer. It says here, um, your education and your, and your previous job experience You've lumped it together, mm-hmm. and it just says uh, from January 1973 to today, mutant. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, you're floating at sea in an island. You've gathered debris from all these films over the course of years, and today's your day to bring your prop from wrong turn, your bit of debris, your totem, if you will. Right. What would you bring from this, this feature? I'm, like, strutting around. I'm, like, confident cock of the walk you know like just can't just looking like never seen me look more confident in your life walking straight you know just looks so damn self-possessed yeah then you go to your hut and you get your stronger binoculars you're like i don't understand i gotta get a better look and in fact you don't have that you just have two binoculars so you put one binocular in front of the others to give it that much strength that's how you do it right and you zoom in you're looking around up and down you see something on my finger Uh oh you're like oh that's why that's why I got that lizard finger ring from that Bill Sage wears <laughs> in this that goes down the length of his finger. That's what I got on me. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking. My finger never felt better. <laughs> and it's changed your whole demeanor on this island, as it turns out. Yeah, I finally feel great about myself. Otherwise, yeah, you're like sitting there like, otherwise it looks pretty terrible. But that that is a nice piece of jewelry he's got there. That's what I have. It's pretty great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. It's a good choice. So... I've got the deadfall with Mia in it. Um, of course. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've carved a, a you know a deep rectangle on the on the sand. You know, carved mm-hmm. carved a deep rectangle. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I had that thing airdropped. You know, the whole fucking hole with all the spikes and all the body. Right. And the arrow, the one single arrow, I guess, sticking out of her forehead, probably. No, here's what's so amazing. He fired a warning shot. Did he? Yeah, she is still clinging to life down there. Good news for her. And good news for me.
misunderstanding A quill dipping through a variety of songs Until then we'll struggle Our shift is eternal through all age Through the lens of forever we're doing okay Forever we're doing okay 